is up bros i'm caleb and i'm jonathan and we are a couple of bros on a mission to give you guys the most detailed movie reviews out there with as little bias as possible welcome to the all bros uh, this week on the podcast, it is another freaking slow-ass week in terms of news. <laughs> uh, straight up. Dude, it, it is like, it's been stupid slow lately. I mean, I feel a huge reason is because the writers and actors strike. Like, that that's a huge reason. Yeah, like, everything's been put, in, put on hold and... and Rightfully so, as it stuff. should. Yeah, as it should, but still, it freaking blows. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you think we'd hear it like at least one thing interesting, but you know, fair enough. But um, nope. Yeah, we got freaking nothing. One thing. But Sam Nelson's here with us. Woo! Uh, in our chat, what is up, S- Sam? Oh, and Sam and Stacy. Hey, <laughs> Sam! I gotta say, I love your profile picture. It's amazing on Facebook. It's it's truly incredible. <laughs> <laughs> oh man dude i i seriously laughed at that for like 10 minutes <laughs> when i saw what he changed it oh, to like that was freaking fantastic right so good it's so great <laughs> oh man oh but yeah so anyway we got nothing to talk about in terms of uh 4k no through the wall uh, so we will be getting straight into our breakdown of Oppenheimer. Yeah, buddy. Need motivation? Angry Dad Podcast. Trying to jumpstart your life? Angry Dad Podcast. You want help getting off the couch? Angry Dad Podcast. You need a verbal kick in the ass? Angry Dad Podcast. You want to hear from somebody who's been through it all? Angry Dad Podcast. I am here for you. You can find me on all podcast platforms. Gas prices going up. Okay. <laughs> get it man we get it <laughs> whatever it takes right yeah dude it freaking gas prices have freaking like jacked me up something awful like how much is I'm, I'm curious how much is gas out there because like the i i think so it was or at least where i go um because i go to the gas station that's connected to like the grocery walmart so like last time i filled up it was 408 now it's up to I think like four fifteen. So uh, how much is it out there? <laughs> okay, you're gonna hate me because <laughs> I swear to God, it's it's under four bucks, isn't it? It's like, uh, it's like three three thirty eight or something like oh, that. You can go suck a toe. You can suck a toe. <laughs> that's all I gotta say. I mean, I can't complain. I drive a Corolla, so it gets great gas mileage. But still, you can suck my toe, Caleb. Oh man, uh, it's four twenty-five. My bad. Okay. Well, I, th- I, th- I mean, that's I go, not much better. Cheaper. <laughs> it's just a little cheaper, Sammy. You should go to the um, the gas station that's connected to the um, grocery Walmart in Pleasant Grove. I think it's, it's like a couple cents cheaper. I recommend it. But the fact that we're talking about gas gas on a freaking movie podcast is hilarious. Yeah, no. D- isn't that a uh, Smiths? No, no, it's no, it's a no. You're thinking of um the Smiths in Lehigh. Um, there's a grocery Walmart in Pleasant Grove, and there's like a I think like a Murphy's Express or something uh, connected to it. Uh. So that's usually where I go. 
I mean, on you know what, Sammy? She does Maverick. Probably a good idea. I mean, you earn points that way. I don't earn crap going to this place. Just I like. I figure, you know, after grocery shopping, might as well just fill up the tank while I'm there too. So, kill two birds with one stone. Yeah, dude. I used to love Maverick, but like, and it was nice because when I was I was driving the dumpster truck, and so I had, um, like the company card, so I'd have to fill up like close to every other day Damn. and so i i was racking up points like i i freaking um got enough points to get one of their big old giant uh mugs in maybe a week <laughs> dude that's insane yeah it was freaking nuts but oh, then i had a freaking track down a maverick that actually had one uh when they finally sent me my like because hmm. i i submitted for it um like on their app and then they sent me a a little ticket to take to a Maverick. I'm like, "Why didn't you just send me the freaking cup, assholes?" Yeah, like, seriously. Yeah, so I had to hunt one down. I like took it to a bunch of different Mavericks that like the the next week I got it and and I was like, "Hey, here to claim my mug." And they're like, "That sucks. We don't have one." <laughs> like, are you freaking kidding me? Please tell me one of them actually had that reaction. That yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Like, what did all of them have? No, it? so one, yeah, the one in uh in PG was just like, well, that blows. I, <laughs> I didn't end up finding one until uh, I had a job in Eagle Mountain. So Damn, I, man. Yeah, I had to go to freaking Eagle Mountain to, to uh, get my Maverick mug. Holy sh... Damn, bro. Yeah, it was freaking ridiculous, dude. Was it worth it, though? That's the question. Dude, it was so worth it. I used that thing to okay. death. But something happened. I think it got a crack in it because it started... Uh, it, I, I noticed that there was, like, sloshing around mm-hmm. when I would uh, when I would drink or when I would empty stuff. But yeah. The, <laughs> yeah, the things we do for free stuff. <laughs> It's so, it's so true. It's so true. Dude, I'm oh, such man. a cheap ass. So if anything's labeled as free, I'm freaking Johnny on the spot. But yeah, so I, I freaking love that mug, though, until it freaking broke on me. That does suck. I wonder if, I mean, because I still have like some of the old like 7-Eleven like giant mugs when they used to like have movie advertisements on it. So like I have like a Hulk one and I think a Shrek 2 one. Um, I haven't tried out liquid in them for years, but like I'm curious if like the, I'm assuming that they still hold up. At least I hope so. Um, but the fact that like they used to, do, I think they still do them. But the fact that like they used to do them that big, and like they would expect people to put like that much soda or shit like that. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I enjoy drinking soda. Like, Dr Pepper is my shit. But. Um, <laughs> Yes, yes, I was. <laughs> Caleb was Maverick's bitch driving all around just for a mug. I absolutely yep, got a point. <laughs> but I mean, hey. I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's just me, but is, isn't that like a little too much soda for those big ones? Yeah, but I like I always filled mine up with water. Okay, so yeah, that's a smart thing. But like, yeah, these things were like so big, and like, like I said, like I I got no room to talk. I'm I'm a I'm a soda drinker. Dr. Pepper is like freaking 
that would be like uh if um I lost blood, just put Dr. Pepper into my system. Um <laughs> but you're the type of person to see someone coming out of Seven Eleven with like a freaking gallon sized mug full of soda and be like, that just seems like too much soda while downing like two energy drinks. <laughs> What's your point? <laughs> no point. Just thought I'd point that out. <laughs> Look, I know I drink a rock star every morning, but you don't have to rub it in. Okay. At least it's not Red Bull. Jeez, your heart's probably like hating you. No, dude, I'm dude. It's it's so sad that like there's like so many. I've had so many energy drinks in my lifetime that honestly, it seems that most of them don't do jack shit for me anymore. <laughs> I'm mo- like Rockstar does a little bit, but like even Red Bull doesn't do anything for for me anymore. If anything, at this point, I'm just drinking them for the taste. Jeez, that is no yeah. bueno. <laughs> oh, I know. So I'm sure I've cut off at least like five to ten years from my life for um, how many energy drinks I've consumed in my lifetime. I blame college, but also work. Um, yeah, but mostly college because freaking going to college and also working a full time job that was a bitch, and I don't recommend it. Even though I never finished. That's not yeah, the point. I was just I was just gonna <laughs> point that out. When's the last time you actually went to college? <laughs> Um, not important. Um, we're approaching, we're on five years right now. It's been five years since I've been to college. Hey, I got halfway. Yeah, so you're, halfway. so you're, bl- you're blaming college on your freaking energy drink problem? I am. I am. <laughs> what? I am. I bet you, uh, if you ask a lot of freaking college students that they would say the same, that not only have to do full, okay, I wasn't doing full-time college. But still, students. <laughs> Your excuse is just getting worse. Kiss my worse, ass, dude. But I'm just, no, 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 no. Come on, come on. A lot of college students. Still. Sorry. <laughs> Sam, we're supposed to have my back in this. Um, you know how, like a couple weeks ago, it was attack Caleb. I think this episode's gonna be attack Rose or attack Jonathan. I think that's cool. I'm okay with that. Um, yeah, I agree, with Sammy. You're grasping at straws here, man. I'll uh, I'll give you work. I will definitely give you work as a contributing okay. factor to your energy drink problem. But you can't use okay. college anymore. <laughs> Damn. All right. Fine. Well, I wasn't trying to use it for now. I'm just saying that years ago, like it was, it I wasn't getting a lot of sleep doing not only college but also a 40 or a full-time job it was not fun and so um red bulls rock stars those were my best friends and um i regret i regret it it wasn't a great decision because like i said it probably knocked off like five years of my life but oh well i believe it that one time i went to one class in college Dude, I I I gave up sodas and I I mean I wasn't super into, into energy drinks, but I gave all that like sodas up, like specifically for freaking water. <laughs> Did you want to pass that on to me? Cause like I don't know if I could live without Dr Pepper. Like 
That 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 shit is just liquid gold. That's 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 what Dr Pepper is. Yeah. I ha- I had someone at work. They uh, wanted to invite me to this uh, this museum that doubles as a speakeasy, which is like something that they use during the prohibition for uh, for bars. Hmm. Um, All right. Like you go through the whole museum, and it's just like <coughs> talking about like the the prohibition and whatnot. And then they have like a little back room where it's like a bar and whatever. And he's like, "Yeah, we should go." And I'm like, "That'd be great, but I don't drink." <laughs> And he's just like, oh, well, I mean, I'm sure you can get a soda. I'm like, I don't drink soda. <laughs> he's like, what the hell do you drink? <laughs> I'm like, well, I drink water. And then when I feel like treating myself, I drink lemon water. <laughs> and then he like, he walked off. <laughs> I thought it'd be when you want to treat yourself, it'd be lemonade. I'll drink lemonade every once in a while. Like, not as often as I used to. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Like I, I feel, I feel like I've just slowly weaned myself off flavored drinks. <laughs> Damn man, I gotta take a, sh- I gotta take a page out of your book, man, because that's something I really need to do. Yeah, I mean, even like I'll say this too: even when I do drink lemonade, I will water it down. Bro, what the hell? <laughs> like, I'll, like no shit. I will fill up like a gallon pitcher of like of lemonade, right? Yeah. And so in my mug, so like here, this isn't the mug I usually use, but I will pour my lemonade up to here and fill the rest with water. <laughs> Bro, you've gone so healthy on me. What the hell? Dude, it doesn't freaking feel healthy, or like I I don't feel healthy. <laughs> I still like, dude. What freaking sucks is I'm not the best at like hydrating <laughs> despite oh, same despite my my water intake mm. um i will go the week so like i work uh for those of you that don't know i work friday saturday and sunday so i will go most of the week without drinking like as much water as i should because i'm usually inside because it's hotter than satan's ball sack out here in georgia um so I'm not drinking as much as I I should be, and then when I'm working, I'll be just downing water, and then I'm I'm having to like <laughs> go stop at the restroom like every half hour, like it is ridiculous. <laughs> Damn, bro! Holy shit! Yeah, I'm just like oh my god, like and I like haul ass, and then usually so it's like that usually happens to me on Fridays. Saturdays, because I've hydrated so much on Friday, I'm usually good. Sundays, I'm usually good because I've kept that up. And then Mondays, I'm pretty decent. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, I don't hydrate as like I need to. And it's just an endless cycle. <laughs> Dude, I feel, no, like honestly, because I mean, I, I work for. I work five days a week, sometimes six. It sucks, but whatever. Um, but yeah, like I will like actually bring a water bottle to work, drink the amount of water that I need to in one day at work. Yeah, when I'm off, oh hell no, that freaking just goes out the window. Never happens. <laughs> Dude, one lady uh, at work is super smart. She has um, a clear water bottle. It's like a gallon-sized water bottle. Um, but she has a decal on it that marks where she should be how much water she should be drinking like throughout the day 
Dude, and I've seen she, those. Um, sorry. You yeah, finish. and then she has like on her watch. Um, yeah, and then on her watch, it'll like give her an alarm or whatever, and so she just like has to pay attention at what she's been drinking. So like that's usually like her water break. So it's like every hour, um, like her her phone or her watch will give her a little notification like, "Hey, drink some water." And so she'll just down whatever she needs to for that hour. And she, like, I need that in my life. Dude, they actually, I know exactly what you're talking about. They sell them on Amazon. Uh, my buddy JC, he doesn't use it. as I can't remember the last time I saw him use it. Um, but, um, yeah, like, it will have, like, a, oh, you're off to a great start. Oh, you need to pick it up. And then, like, oh, final push. Oh, you got this. Like, that kind of stuff. Yeah, kind of. But, like, hers isn't, like, giving anything motivational on it. It just has the lines. Oh, it's not? Yeah, it's just oh, little, okay. the lines with the time. Okay. Because, I, okay, I don't think I've seen any ones with just, like, the times. But I, I have seen the motivational ones, like, on Amazon for, I think, like, 20 bucks. Hey, Sammy says you actually drink water. <laughs> Rude. Oh, wait, it, you talking about me or talking about him? Yeah. That's weird. I'm having to point the opposite direction because I forget that. <laughs> that is mirrored. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, mean, I promise but, if it is me, I promise it's not just like, you know, like the bottle of waters you get from a pack of water. It's actually like a, a decent, like good sized water bottle. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. talking about you. <laughs> Damn. It's not the, it's not like, you know, like just a regular size water bottle. It's actually like a good like what you're supposed to get through a day. At least I think. I mean, it's a good size. It's like that big. I think. Let's see. Let's see how much water. How much water should you drink a day? What the hell is this episode turning into? <laughs> I know it's kind of turning. We into don't like got a any four K or yeah, we don't got any four K or news. But let's talk about how Jonathan and Caleb should change their eat, <laughs> drinking habits, not eating habits, just drinking habits. Yeah, if you drink it. All right, so it I'm says offended, Sammy. I'm just gonna say that right fifteen now. as I drink point... some Dr Pepper. Yeah, right. <laughs> fifteen and a half cups a day. Shit, I don't think I get that much. Fuck. Let's see what that is in gallons. Um, eight eight ounce glasses, or about half a gallon of water daily. That doesn't seem right. Yeah, Many believe there are strong health benefits to be gained by increasing your water intake to a full gallon per day. Hmm. Yeah, I'm the worst at sidetracking you guys. It's fun. <laughs> oh, We're just horrible at getting sidetracked. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> but let's point out that it is possible to overhydrate yourself. I just want to point that out. Oh gosh, I'm going to Google that shit now. <laughs> Can oh, you don't you... believe me? No, I don't. <laughs> Can you overhydrate yourself with water? People can develop overhydration if they have a disorder that de- decreases the body's ability to excrete water or increase the body's tendency to retain water. So if you it's just if you're not able to like regulate it seems like oh. Well, you know what? Adam ruins everything. Lied to me then. Okay, well, he does like a shit ton of research, so it's like I, I'd believe him. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So yeah, 
King. Like the doctor that was on that episode, she basically just said, just drink when you're like, definitely get your water intake, but like, don't overdo it. Like definitely drink when you're thirsty, but don't so apparently if you, you, if you drink, if you drink gallons with and gallons. Yeah. But if you drink when you're thirsty, you're already dehydrated. You're supposed to, that's like, that's why a good it's, point. you're supposed to maintain. So you don't get yeah, thirsty. That's a good point. That's a good point. I gotta watch that episode again, because, like, I might have heard it wrong. Alright, let's see. What happens when you drink too much water? Uh, you can experience <laughs> water poisoning, uh, intoxication, or disruption of brain function. This happens when too much water cells, uh, or too much water in the cells, causing them to swell. Uh, when the cells in the brain swell, they cause pressure in the brain. You may experience things like confusion, drowsiness, uh, headaches. Wow. Yeah. So apparently, <laughs> okay. I I'll, I can drown my brain by drinking too much water. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah, she's gonna say if <laughs> if you're thirsty, you're already dehydrated. <laughs> you have a cup with a straw you are likely to drink more water that that's true too i usually that have sounds... a, i usually have a straw with my with my cup too i don't have a clean one right now otherwise i would have one but yeah all of them are in the Makes wash sense. right now but anyway there's your uh <laughs> hydration <laughs> facts with the albros <laughs> This should be a new segment, Learning with the Albros. Learning with the Albros. <laughs> Dude, we do get on like educational tangents every once in a while. That's true, we do. And it's really funny. Straight up, I agree with Sammy, it's too much work to lift and tilt the cup to your mouth. It is quite a bit of work. <laughs> she is not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> this is Sam says we're all smarter now. <laughs> oh man. Oh. Anyway, getting back on track. <laughs> Unless you have anything else to add about hydration and water. <laughs> I mean, I personally have nothing. Okay. Uh well, then let's say we get into this breakdown finally. Let's do it. All righty. So, getting into this week's uh, headliner, we will be breaking down Christopher Nolan's latest film, Oppenheimer. Um, you went to see it when yesterday, or uh, no? Monday. You went mo- yeah. You went Monday. I I yeah went today, and I can't wait to talk about this movie. It is, it's it's a masterpiece. It's, that's what it is. It's up there. It's. <laughs> I thought Dude, you were gonna say this, agree to disagree. This is good. No, like. It, We'll get into this. We will okay. get into it. Um, but first, what we will get into, we did ask a question of the week. I don't think we got any responses on Instagram or YouTube. 
Um, That's unfortunate. Yeah, every once in a while we will, but it's not too often. Um, but we, our question of the week, we did ask, um, what is another historical event perspective that you would like to see made? Uh, like with this one being Oppenheimer's perspective of the development of the atomic bomb. Uh, so we did get a few responses over on uh, TikTok. Oh, we actually got a lot more than I uh, I thought. Yeah, we got a pretty damn good amount, honestly. Yeah. Um, all right, so my first one. Yeah, so the first one um, is from Mayonnaise. Uh, who says, World War II in the eyes of three soldiers who are German, Italian, and Japanese, witnessing the horrors of war. That would be cool, I'm not going to lie. Dude, I think that'd be freaking wild. Like, that's one of the things, like, a World War II perspective of, like, a Japanese soldier, and, like, someone that, like, witnessed the atomic bombs and and shit like I feel like that'd be terrifying. That would be. Yeah, that'd be very interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I would definitely pay to see that. Oh yeah. All right. Uh, what would you got? Uh, I got one from Liam KS. Uh, he said Titanic would be cool, and you know I gotta agree with him because um he doesn't really because you asked um a different one question mark. And then Sian Maher, I hope that I pronounced that right. I think that's in, Sean. I think, Sean, wow, my bad. Uh, I think one that's more about the boat itself than the James Cameron film. Um, and then Liam said, "What do you mean a different one?" I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with actually Sean. I like the approach of like actually just focusing on not only the shit. I don't, I don't know. Like, don't get me wrong. I love James Cameron's version of Titanic. But I kind of hate that it just turns into a love story. Um, it turns into it was always a freaking love I mean, story. That, <laughs> that's true. It re- it really is just a love story. Um, I don't know. I would have liked them to focus on like other passengers of the Titanic, not just those two entirely. Um, like James, I mean James Cameron's movie is like a visual spectacle when the freaking ship is going down. It's incredible. But I would be very interested to see someone's uh, different take on the tragedy. I think that would be a cool one to get, like, the the developer, like, whoever designed the ship. Because, obviously, okay. it was marketed as, like, the unsinkable ship. So, could you yeah. imagine freaking waking up the next day and being like, oh, freaking Titanic, the unsinkable ship sunk. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, shit. Yeah, I'm fired. <laughs> that would be real, like, I don't know which, what, like, what perspective, like, I'd, I'd like to see more. Like, I think it'd be cool to see, like, stories of, um, what about the guy that hit the <laughs> That is hilariously messed up. <laughs> so just a first person, the whole movie, just the first, just leading up, to, just leading up to that moment. <laughs> it's like the movie ends right as he freaking hits the propeller. <laughs> oh, we 
we're going to hell. That's messed up and we love it. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, wow. That was fantastic, Sam. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think that'd make for a really interesting movie. Because I was just thinking, like, oh, maybe it's just other... Kind of like what you said, other passengers' perspectives. And I'm like, we kind of got that, more or less. That's a good point. It's just, like, I think it'd be interesting to get something a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Yeah. Um, all right. My number, or my next one is um, uh, actually from uh, Axie, who says Genghis Khan. Very good answer. Yeah, I I think that, like, I don't know if there's too many movies about Genghis Khan, or, or at least not ones that are, like, have some historical accuracy to them. I know his, um, his history is a little bit muddled, but I think that would be a, make for a really interesting movie. Agreed. Yeah, so what do you got next? Um... I got from Jack is cool, two exclamation points in red. I just have to point that out. Um, COVID-19. Oh, you know, man. I, I can get down with that. Caleb's comments the best. That's still fairly fresh, but done right. We could see it. Yeah, of course we could see it. We freaking lived it. <laughs> yeah. I want Christopher Nolan to do a uh, COVID-19 movie. That's what I want. <laughs> Dude, somehow I feel like he'd make it, like, really freaking epic. And that kind of pisses me off. <laughs> okay, either him... Okay, these are my two picks. Either him or Quentin Tarantino. Those are my two picks for a COVID-19 movie. Fair. <laughs> um, okay, so this one I freaking loved. Um, it's from Shop... Who said a movie that is about the guy who made the first movie? Oh yeah, I love that idea, dude. That would but be wild. That would be incredible. Like, yeah, yeah, like, I want that right now. Yeah, like I, I want to know. Like, do you know off the top of your head what the very first ever movie was? I do not, unfortunately. Um. Okay, because I know that there was like a lot of stuff, um, like way back when, where it was, it was mostly images, like it was just moving images. Mm -hmm. Um, like I know, like the one of the first things that was like publicly shown was like a a train, just coming kind of down the like a railroad track. And I know that that freaked a bunch of people out because they thought a freaking train was coming through their, through the screen, like the the projection. So they like freaking bounced, and like they see this train for three D before three D was even a thing. Yeah, pretty much because it's like it's something they'd never seen before. They'd never seen yeah. an image move, and so like I, I gosh, the shit I would pay to go back and like experience that like obviously i couldn't experience it but just to see yeah, how assume. people reacted to that but um it does say the first 
motion picture film is to believed to be Louis Le Prince's uh round round hay garden scene. Uh hmm. it was recorded in Leeds in England in eighteen eighty eight. It is two seconds long. That doesn't count. It counts as a movie? <laughs> yeah, that doesn't freaking count. Uh, first, okay. I'm gonna say feature movie. The first feature feature length movie. Uh, the story of Kelly Gang. On Boxing Day, 1906, the story of the Kelly Gang opened at Athenium Theater in Melbourne. It was the first multi-reel feature length film ever produced in the world. So that's what I'm talking about. Okay. That's the movie I want to see the story of. (laughs) That would be super cool. That would be really, really cool. Yeah, the first narrative feature film. It was 60 minutes long. Okay, yeah. And so it was made in 1906. God damn, that's insane. Yeah. Everything else is like... Like prior was like just a couple seconds. Like this freaking round hay garden scene, two seconds long. That's a freaking gif. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I would love to see a movie based off of that. Yeah, that that would be truly incredible. All right, what else uh, you got? I got from. I'm going to butcher this. Gone Corino? I hope I said that right. Uh, a Donner Party movie would be really dark, but also really interesting. Yes. I'm down. Yeah, me too. Like, Especially if they took like the horror thriller um, oh, dude. route. Like, so, so good. I think that'd be freaking sick. That would be really sick. Become friends the early years. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I don't think that'd be very interesting. It wouldn't. It, yeah, we were kind of boring when we first met. Not gonna lie. Yeah, like so. Caleb. So no, I I get it. So we we met in junior high. Um, I was. We had gym class together. I was the teacher's assistant, and Rose was just was in the class. Like we didn't really like interact all that much. I think we, like we we talked a couple times, but I think so. Yeah, but we didn't start hanging out till you uh, converted. Yeah, and and then uh, like after what... that, we just started hanging out like all the time. <laughs> yeah, like honestly, yeah. If... Um, if it weren't for that, wouldn't have met. I wouldn't have gotten to know you more. Never would have met Sammy, Sierra. Um, never would have gotten to know Sam, Stacy. So, yeah, it was, it was definitely worth it. Yeah. So basically, the entire All Bros base wouldn't be here. <laughs> exactly. E- exactly. Oh my. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Please tell me you snapped him with a towel. No, I took my teacher's oh. assistant uh, 
duties very seriously, so I did not snap anyone with a towel. <laughs> teacher's pet. <laughs> That's what a teacher's assistant is, asshole. I, hey, you guys had a freaking run. I didn't. <laughs> That's true. Oh, no, no offense. I, I don't know, man. It felt like you were kind of kissing Coach Steffes' ass sometimes. Dude, I just didn't want to freaking run. That was my deal. I was lazy. Dude, I had asthma. How do you think I felt? Well, you probably should have volunteered for teacher's assistant then. <laughs> I was new. Freaking, were we in seventh or eighth grade when we first met? Uh, so we didn't end up becoming friends till like summer of ninth or between eighth and ninth. Okay. And so I, I knew it's like I knew of you in seventh. Okay. But yeah, that yeah, not a super interesting story. No, it's it's really not. But um, yeah, like hey, the I mean, thing, hey, like we're... the only thing I remember from like that period of time was making all the assholes in that class run stairs. Do you know what I? Re- this is like really dumb, but what I remember, I forget his name. But there was this one kid that would occasionally wear a freaking Michael Myers Halloween Four T-shirt to to class. That that was like the T-shirt that I would occasionally see him wear. And I'm just like, they actually let him wear that to school? Like, seriously? I mean, you know, I want to be best friends with this guy because he actually loves Halloween as much as I do. At least I think so. Um, but I don't know. I thought school was a lot more strict when that come to when it came to that kind of stuff. Not when we were in. I I think they are really? a, a little bit more oh. now, but back when we were in, I don't think they cared what you wore as long as so it wasn't, like, anti-Semitic. So you're telling me I could have worn my Freddy vs. Jason t-shirt? Probably. Damn it. That's some bull. Well, the only thing, like, did he only wear it during gym? Well, no, no like, um, he would actually wear it to school. Like, oh. it's not the shirt that he wore for gym. Okay. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I don't think they had any restrictions like that. As long as it wasn't like vulgar or had crude imagery, I don't think they cared. Okay. Well, damn it. Oh well. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, so yeah, Donner Party movie would be really freaking cool. Um, uh, my and the, the uh, Dahmer Party or another Dahmer Party would be really really fun. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have the Donner Party and the Dahmer Party. There we go. Those are the those are the two movies. Good hell. Um. All right. Next is, uh, mine is uh Liam Miller, seven nine six, who said a Civil War epic from the perspective of Robert E. Lee. Ooh, ooh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, and he even casted Robert E. Lee perfectly. Uh, he said he wants John Malkovich to play him. Oh, dude. Freaking killer casting. Yeah, I think that'd be freaking badass. Agreed. Um, like, it, it's cool. Like, if you look at pictures of Robert E. Lee, like, he kind of has, like, a John Malkovich vibe about him. But, yeah, so it's just, like, he's... He was the, like, the 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 commander of the Confederate States army. Um, obviously when the Confederacy lost the war. Yeah. So I think that would have been a really weird time for him. 
Yeah. Very true. So I think that that would have been a really that'd be a really interesting story to hear. Agreed. Um so yeah, you got another one? Uh yeah, just for I actually like I don't know if I want to see this actually get made, but just I kind of want to see like okay, I don't know if I want to see this into turn into like you know like a movie, but like I kind of want like a like a mini documentary series on it because I'm interested. Uh, person at said, "Who invented the icy?" I'm intrigued. Like honestly, like. I'm interested, and like also, I'm also interested to see what like how big the rivalry is, or what started, not what started, how big the rivalry was back then between Icy and Slurpee. Like, come on, like we we all want to see that, right? Yeah, Act- dude. Okay. It's like, okay, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen it. Um, the flaming hot. No, I've been wanting to. It's on my list. It's not bad. Really? Okay. Like I, I thoroughly enjoyed that movie. Okay. Um, it's on like, Peacock, right? Yeah, I think it's on. Or is it? Or is it? I Hulu? think it's Disney. Oh, it's Disney. Oh I, shit! I, okay. I think so. Let me let me check. Yeah, it's on Disney and Hulu. Okay. Um, very decent watch. Um, okay. if I'll if you do, get, okay, I'll definitely be checking it out then. Yeah, it, it's it's really good, really good. And so, seeing that and then hearing this icy slushy controversy, I think that I think I'd be into it. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, we definitely want to see this happen then. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm trying to see if there's any others that like really stuck out. Um, another one that we got is from Best of Comedy, um, who said it's already been done in the 1900s, but Alexander the Great. That's always a good choice. Yeah, I th- like. I think his story is just epic in scale, so I think that would be a really good. I honestly movie to make. like Alexander the Great is one of the few. Uh, people that I feel you could never have too many iterations of. Yeah, that that that's just my opinion. I want to see like there are only two movies based around him. Really, that's it? Yeah, uh, there's Alexander that really the Great. Me. Yeah, so there's Alexander the Great from 1956, and then there's Alexander from 2004, and that movie is three and a half freaking hours long holy shit i thought Oppen. well I, okay i mean yeah when you think of oppenheimer it's not that long at three hours i guess but i swear that there was a um wasn't there a movie that we talked about like a while ago that was like close to three and a half hours we're just like oh my god it's longer than endgame and this was before oppenheimer came out i swear there was a movie i just can't remember um, I'm going to take a quick look. Uh, Oppenheimer, Magnolia, uh, Babylon. That one was, uh, a few hours. The I Way of Water. I think it was. Uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. 
Hamlet, Les Mis, nineteen hundred, near death, best of youth, Santantago, or Tango and Showa. Yeah, I'm not seeing any other like recent ones that are that hmm. long. I mean, uh, maybe I'm just losing it. Maybe I just dreamt it. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, movies have been getting a lot longer. I feel lately. Dude, like, seriously, I mean, like, don't get me wrong, like, loves, I understand why you need to make certain movies that long, like Oppenheimer, um, but, like, sometimes you're just like, god damn, I have to dedicate three hours to the frickin' theater? Like, jeez Louise. I know, it's a frickin' commitment. <laughs> no, like, so, like, so, on Monday, I did a double feature, so I saw Oppenheimer at six, and then, and so that let out a little after nine, and then I caught the nine fifty five showing of Coraline, because um, what is it? Um, uh, I forget what company it is that Cinemark partners with, um, to where they'll uh like do like old like new releases of movies like that, and so to celebrate like the uh I think like fifteenth or something, might be twentieth. No, it's not twentieth. Like the, I think like the fifteenth anniversary of Coraline, they re-released it in theaters, um, with like footage of um, like some behind the scenes of what they went through with like the hair and the costumes. It was really freaking cool. Um, but so yeah, I didn't freak. So I went to the movies at six o'clock and didn't leave until after midnight. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Th- thankfully, I was off the next day. Um, yeah, I'd hope so. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but I mean, I haven't done a, a double feature in quite a while, so it was honestly really cool to do it. Yeah, it's been a hot minute since I've done uh, a double feature. Um, I'm trying to think of the last one I did. I know the last one I did was I took, I think it was with Elemental. I'm trying to remember what else did I saw that week. Because I, I took... Gosh, what movie was it? I know it was one for the freaking podcast. I'm like, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Fathom Events. That's what it is. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, Sorry. yeah. That's what. That's uh, what. Part, that's the company that Cinemark partners with. Yeah. What did I go to see? Oh, The Flash. Duh. Oh, so, okay. Wait, was it Flash? I mean, that yeah, was, didn't those Flash come out the Fla- same day. They did, so like that. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so yeah, I think I w- I went to go see the Flash, and then I did the double feature, and I took uh, Iris to go see Elemental with me. Okay, cool. Yeah, and yeah, that that was a pretty good double feature. So I guess it wasn't that long ago. Like My double months. feature was almost ruined by some girls that were sitting behind me in uh, Coraline, um, which like don't like, I don't know, maybe it's just me. But if you're like coming to a movie that you've probably already seen, you're only seeing it again because you want to experience it on the big screen and you're paying 12 bucks for it. Wouldn't you want to shut the hell up? Yeah. Pay attention. Yeah. So finally, like they were, they were just being like such smart asses. They're just like, "Oh my god, the movie's finally starting! The movie's finally starting!" Uh, another uh, a group of ladies that were like right behind me. One of them like chimed up and was just like, "Shut up, up!" And I'm just like, <laughs> "Can we be best friends?" Because like, 
You just said something that I wish I had the guts to actually say. Yeah, I would have chimed in like a little, yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I should have. Damn. But, yeah, I I get it. Other people are like the worst. Dude, like seriously. I've kind of really liked going to the theaters on like any other day other than Tuesday. Like, during the oh, summer, dude, like I when school is out, to go to movies on Tuesdays now because no, yeah, I'll pay the extra money to not be freaking bothered. <laughs> same, dude. Same. Like anytime I've gone on a Tuesday lately, like there's always someone there that will freaking ruin the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm still on team freaking stream it. <laughs> Dude, unfortunately, I'm getting more on that direction. There there are, like, some movies that you're just like, okay, like, you have to see that on the big screen. Like, I would definitely say Oppenheimer. Um, Dude, Oppenheimer, if we could get the, like, IMAX quality with Oppenheimer, like, and then just buy some, like, bitchin' headphones that will just, like, rock your world, I'm... I could absolutely see watching Oppenheimer and VR being better than. I don't know, man. It'd be hard to replicate the feeling of like IMAX. I mean, XD, yeah, maybe, but like, I feel like IMAX is is just so much. It's so I don't know. You get just incredible sound, incredible picture quality. Just I don't know if it can be matched, man, on VR. I bet you I could match it pretty freaking well. What about the new format that I haven't seen any of these theaters yet out here in Utah, but I want to try to find one where like it not only is like the screen up front in front of you, but there's like there's like screens on the sides of sides of you as well. Have you seen this stuff? No. Yeah, dude, there's straight up theaters now that like, yeah, you got the the um the screen up front, but then you also have it. You have like um like the um. Like, the main picture's there, but, like, all of, like, the side stuff that you p- normally probably wouldn't see that well, that's playing on the side screens. So, it's, like, all connected, and it's really freaking cool, but I'm sure tickets are probably, like, 25, 30 bucks, because it's, like, probably feel like a freaking, like, D-Box level um, theater experience. But I'm just like, I gotta freaking see this. I need to find, the, like, the perfect movie. Oppenheimer would have been a great one. But so in it, no, so in uh, where I live, there's a theater, it's uh, Royal Cinemas, and they have the world's largest IMAX screen. Ooh, oh, and I haven't, and but tickets are like, like 25 bucks. Damn, like, it, it's freaking nuts. But I, I haven't found the movie yet to see to watch that and it sucks because it's like a new movie i'm kind of taking a gamble on whether or not this is worth it i feel like one that definitely would have been worth it um would have been like avengers endgame yeah i mean but i didn't live in like georgia in... at the time no i know but like say like you did um like th- that one definitely would have been worth the gamble i probably should have taken the gamble with across the spider verse Ooh, dude, that or I would hell hell I would have even said Ninja Turtles. 
Damn, Ninja Turtles would have been good in that one, too. Shit. Uh, I actually, just for shits and giggles, I want to see what they're showing uh, in the, the big screen right now. Damn it, 24. <gasps> oh, they're doing Oppenheimer. Aw, <laughs> oh, dude, son of a bitch. Uh, gosh, damn it. Dude, I freaking tried to see it on a big screen, like, but um, unfortunately, they didn't have any more. They weren't showing it on XD anymore at Cinemark. So I'm like, damn it. They're doing it with Blue Beetle, but I don't know if Blue Beetle's going to be worth it. Yeah, uh, no offense to Blue Beetle, but yeah, that's definitely not a movie I would pay 25 bucks for. Oh, 20, yeah, 25 bucks, so it's it, total is 26.50. Just imagine you and Brielle going on a date night, spending over 50 bucks just on two movie tickets. Not including yeah. concessions. Just 50 bucks. Just, jeez Louise. That is yeah, I'd be like, insane. yeah, we're bringing, we're going to the freaking dollar store and grabbing our <laughs> freaking food. Yeah. No way in hell. It's like, Brielle, be sure to grab the big purse. We're going to need it. Yup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um,. Anyway, getting uh, just to cover this real quick. Thank you to everyone that answered our question of the week. Uh, we really yes, appreciate it. Um, we, yeah, we really appreciate all of your responses. Um, so, since we've almost been talking for an hour, uh, oh, let's finally man. get into this week's breakdown. Um, so... If you guys are new to our breakdown system, we have split movies into eight different categories that we individually score to come to a final All Bros letter grade. The eight categories that we score are story, writing, acting, character development, effects, music, costumes, and then we get into our personal score at the very end. All of those numbers get magically added up in our algorithm and gives us a letter grade to compare this movie to others of a similar grade uh, it also gives us a percentage so we have like an official ranking but that doesn't matter quite as much as the score itself does but it's kind of fun to see where these these rank <laughs> within e each other um so if you have not seen oppenheimer um it's a historical movie. I, th I bet you know how it ends. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, if you don't, uh, you got to ask yourself, did you pay attention in history class? I'm just saying. Yeah, my bet is probably not. <laughs> um, so, if you have not seen it, this is a tough one go to spoil. It. Yeah, it, go watch yeah. it for sure. It's, it's definitely one that's... Um, that's worth the watch, but it is tough to spoil. Yeah. Um, so with that, um, we are about to get into our favorite segment that we like to call Reading with Rose. It's not Rose's favorite segment. Let's just say that. <laughs> the person Rose. it is centered around it is not their favorite segment. Yeah. Just Rose. that out. Rose feels targeted with this segment, but uh, we don't care. Damn right I do. <laughs> wow, okay. Nobody gives a shit about Rose's feelings. 
man. Oh, man. So, um, if you have not seen it, we're about to spoil the entire freaking movie for you. Um, so, the spoiler alert has been issued. So, without further Excuse ado, me. Rose, if you would like to take it. I'd love to. In 1926, 22-year-old doctoral student J. Robert Oppenheimer studies under experimental physicist Patrick Blackett at the Cavendish Laboratory in Cambridge. Oppenheimer is homesick and suffers from anxiety while struggling with the required lab work. Oppenheimer, upset with the demanding Blackett, leaves him a poison-laced apple but retrieves it. Visiting scientist Niels Bohr is impressed enough by Oppenheimer's intellect to recommend that he should instead study theoretical physics in Germany, where Oppenheimer completes his PhD. He later meets theoretical physicist Werner Heisenberg at a conference in Switzerland. Oppenheimer returns to the United States, wanting to expand quantum physics research there. He begins teaching at the University of California, Berkeley, and the California Institute of Technology, starting with one student. He meets his future wife, Catherine Kitty P Puning, I hope I said that right, a biologist and ex-communist and also has an inter intermittent, in oh my god, intermittent, I hope I, god damn it, affair with Gene Tatlock, a member of the Communist Party USA. In 1938, Nazi Germany's progress in nuclear fi fission research spurs Oppenheimer and his colleagues to replicate their results. I am really killing it so far at this. <laughs> in 1942, amid World War II, U.S. Army General Leslie Groves recruits Oppenheimer to lead the Manhattan Project to develop an atomic bomb after Oppenheimer gives assurances that he has no communist sympathies. Oppenheimer, who is Jewish, is particularly driven by the Nazis potentially completing their nuclear weapons program headed by Heisenberg. Oppenheimer assembles a scientific team including Edward Teller and Isidore Isaac Rabi in Los, Los Alamos, New Mexico, and also collaborates with scientists Enrico Fermi, sorry, Fermi and David L. Hill. As the work continues, Oppenheimer learns of Tatlock's suicide. After Germany surrenders, some, pro some project scientists question the bomb's relevance, while Oppenheimer believes using it will quickly end the ongoing war in the Pacific, saving Allied lives. However, he and Albert Einstein had discussed the small possibility that an atomic detonation could trigger an atmospheric chain reaction, chain reaction and destroy the world. The Trinity test is successful, and President Harry S. Truman orders Hiroshima and Nagasaki to be bombed, forcing Japan's surrender. Oppenheimer is thrust into the public eye as the father of the atomic bomb, but the immense destruction and mass fatalities haunt him. He urges Truman to restrict further nuclear weapon development, which Truman dismisses. As an advisor to the U.S. Atomic Energy Commission, Oppenheimer advocates against further nuclear research, especially the hydrogen bomb proposed by Edward Teller. Oppenheimer's stance becomes a point of contention amid the, amid the tense Cold War with the Soviet Union. AEC Chairman Louis Strauss resents Oppenheimer after he dismissed Strauss's concern about exporting radio... radio... sorry... radiotope... radio... oh my god... ray... Radio, I oh my, mm, dude, what the hell is wrong with my brain? Radioisotopes, 
publicly <laughs> humiliating him and for the and for recommending arms talk with the Soviet Union. At a hearing intended to eliminate Oppenheimer's political influence, Teller and other associates betray him while Strauss exploits Oppenheimer's past association association associations with Communist Party members. Despite allies testifying in his defense, Oppenheimer's security clearance is revoked, damaging his public image and neutralizing his policy influence. At Strauss's later Senate confirmation hearing for Secretary of Commerce, Hill testifies about Strauss's personal motives in engineering Oppenheimer's downfall. The U.S. Senate votes against Strauss's nomination. A flashback shows a conversation between Einstein and Oppenheimer in which Strauss erroneously, I hope I said that right, believed Oppenheimer denigrated him. Oppenheimer had actually shared his fears with Einstein that nuclear weapons could ultimately lead to a nuclear holocaust. Too big a terms for my brain, that's what I'm going to say. Like, my brain hurts. <laughs> that 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 hurts a little bit, Sam. That 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 hurts. Yeah, Sam coming in. I'm with not freaking roast. <laughs> oh. Are you sure about that? I don't know if you do love me, Sam. That is thank, very true. Thank. It's a it's a lot of like scientific terms that we. Uh, Dude, aren't familiar with. <laughs> no, dude, seriously, there were like there were points in this movie that they were talking, you know, like they were like group of scientists just talking about, oh, hey, we need to do this for the atom bomb. We need to do this, 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 and this. I'm like, I for the most part have no idea what the hell you're talking about, but damn, you are keeping me so captivated because this is such an interesting topic. But like mm-hmm. half the time, I had no idea what the hell they were talking about because. I, I was not that great at science and math. They were not my greatest subjects, so most of the time I had no idea what the hell they were talking about. Dude, my mine either. I I was horrible with like this with this any of the sciences. Like the only science class that I ever kind of did good with was physics. And that and was I did not. Yeah, and that was mainly because I could it was basically just math. And that is something that th- this is how bad I am at math. Caleb bringing up how good he was at physics. He had to help me with physics with tech in high school when it came to freaking homework in that class. Um, so yeah, um, some of these terms in this movie just went right over my head. <laughs> it's like don't know what that means and don't know what that means, but okay, yeah. <laughs> like I'll, sure, I'll t- okay, I'll, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> yeah, to- I mean. T- you know what the work that you guys are doing, what you're saying, it's it's. I'm not understanding, but it's it's making sense. So you know what, you guys carry on. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Anyway, uh, starting off with story. This, despite like how, um, advanced your vocabulary kind of has to be. To understand like the the specific terms, this does a decent job, like a really good job at keeping your attention. Dude, absolutely agree. Um, 
like honestly, I feel like goes into a credit of how great of a storyteller Christopher Nolan is. I think he's a great storyteller. I think my a lot of my issues with his uh, directorial style is that he, he always kind of seems to have an ending after where you think it should end. That's a good point. That, like, that is a very good point. Like, uh, and the, like using this one as an example, like after the bomb went off and kind of d- like dealing with the, the downfall of that or the, the, um, the ramifications of that, I, th- I feel like that there was like the natural ending and then it continued on with the, uh, like hearings and stuff about his hmm. freaking bugs, um, about his like personal life and like losing his security clearances and and whatnot so basically like just what happened afterward yeah which i mean don't get me wrong was interesting yeah it just didn't it felt like a different like almost like a it could have been like an end credit scene that's fair i mean i i will say like the way that he told the story kind of caught me off guard i wasn't expecting to st- it to start like after the uh, the atom bomb had the atom bomb the atomic bomb had, bomb had already gone off um oppenheimer's on trial um trying to see if he can still uh his clearance is still gonna be there um but it would like jump back and forth between the events leading up to the atomic bomb but also going back to um his clearance and everything uh everything that was going on with strauss and um him in court just like it bounced around a lot, but it still made complete sense. Like at no point did I feel lost, and I feel a good part. Uh, I feel like a good um, judgment in that was also the camera work um, and the the uh, the types of filters um, that uh, Nolan used. Um, like when it came to, you know, like black and white, okay, this is, you know, this is present day. This is with Strauss. This was, this is with, you know, Oppenheimer and what's happening to them right now. Um, after the atomic bomb, whereas color is actually, that is actually past that. That is the lead up, uh, to the, the making of the, the atomic bomb. Um, so honestly, I feel that that was actually very helpful in distinguishing like, okay, th- this is what happened after this is what happened before. Yeah, I think it got a little on the confusing side at times to f- to follow because it's like when they like sometimes like the black and white filter I feel should have been used for one sort of like time period where it kind of was That's like fair. they mixed and matched it a lot. And yeah, good I point. kind of got to like I was like, oh, OK, like what are we doing here? <laughs> I feel Strauss wasn't his always in black and white. Um, yeah, Strauss always. Well, there were t- not always though. I thought oh, okay. I thought it was like when so when Strauss was like showing um, Oppenheimer the the residence that he'd be staying. That was all in color, but then it they did another moment later on where it was in black and white, and then. They did like most of the stuff with Strauss in in black and white, like in terms of like his. Uh, I guess it wasn't a trial, the hearing, I guess, like whatever yeah. you want to call that whole situation. Um, all that was in 
in black and white, but then there were like other times where it'd be like even like the 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 hearing with Oppenheimer in in that back room, like there were times where that would be in black and white for a second and then shift to color, and it's just like okay, I don't understand what yeah. what you're going for here. <laughs> yeah, you got a you got a good point there. Yeah. Um. So I mean, that's I'm gonna discuss that a little bit more in term like in effects because i think the cinematography Fair. goes into that um yeah, true so i mean despite that the the story here was m- masterfully crafted right it was oh, interesting so, so it, it, it kept me like it kept me engaged and i think a lot of this ha- i mean I'm gonna like just say because this it was how it was directed because it, it it keeps your attention. But a, a big part of this that I'd be like remiss to bring up the the music. The music helped with like building oh, the yeah. tension so much. Absolutely, agreed. The, this is gonna be a tough one to do individual scores without bringing up other categories. Yeah, because they're they're so like interconnected. It's yeah, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, the story i i I loved it. I thought it was really interesting, really well told. Um, yeah. kind of gave you all the information that you needed to know. Um, I will say this though, there were times where it didn't quite feel like we were being told like a hundred percent the truth. That is fair. Um, and I don't know about you, but it just kind of felt maybe just cause I'm not used to this kind of stuff in Christopher Nolan movies, the whole, um, like anytime after, um, him and Florence Pugh's character got to, or Every single time after Oppenheimer and Florence Pugh's character got together, there the, straight up just nude scene, just just straight up nudity, and it it caught me off guard because I'm not used to that in a Christopher Nolan film, um, to where it it took me out for a minute, but I mean I I got right back in, um, but just I I would I was not expecting that, um, but I mean I think this is this Christopher Nolan's first R-rated film. Uh no. Okay. What was Inception rated? It was Inception uh, rated R. That is a great question. <laughs> like, I mean, he's done. Let's see. What was Dunkirk? Oh no, Inception was PG thirteen. Dunkirk. Oh, that was PG thirteen too. Um, Tenet was PG thirteen. See, I'm curious now if if this really was his first R-rated movie. Like, he was definitely not holding anything back with it. He's just like, I gotta show them nude scenes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so f- following was one. Uh, Memento oh, really? oh, okay. and Insomnia. Oh, okay. All right. Or never mind. Oh shit! Did you mean to vote for that? <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to check the movie rating. Yeah, Memento was rated R. Okay, so he's done oh, okay. rated R movies before. Okay. Um, okay, maybe it's just because I've never seen any of his R-rated movies. So, like I said, like, 
probably stupid of me to bring it even bring it up. Um, but it like like I said, it took me out like one, like the first scene. It just took me out a little bit, but I I got right back in. So like uh, it happened like one or two more times after, and it didn't was nothing. Um, but just yeah, it it like kind of took me out for a minute. I'll say that whole storyline with Florence Pugh's character kind of took like took me out of it as well because it's just like what was the purpose of that? Yeah, I mean, like yeah, he, he, I mean, like even before he, um, he was, I mean, I, I, what I would have, I don't, I mean, I don't, the, 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 I mean, I don't know how true they kept the story with you know what happened in real life, but like, I mean, honestly, I would have been fine if, um, because like now I'm just making this to where like oh let's make up our own story, but like I would have preferred it if it was just oh they hook up before he gets married and then he gets married to that, um. Um. Oh my God. Uh. Shit. Kitty. What's her name? Kitty. Um. They hook up, you know, before he meets Kitty, and then after that, nothing. Um. But she, you know, because she loves him, it still drives her to kill herself, and um, just all that. Dude, that's another thing. Did she? I would have sworn there was another set of hands on her freaking head. Yeah, it's yeah, dude. It seemed like that. Like I thought like, she was freaking like assassinated. <laughs> that's what. Yeah, dude. That's what it looked like. Um, and the the the, the way that she, the, I don't know, just that whole scene of her like laying out the pillows and everything, and just like, okay, you you've really thought about about like your comfort level with this, and yeah. That like, I, there's a, another story that I freaking need a little bit more info on. Like, what the hell happened there? <laughs> Ser- no, like seriously, I'm with you. Yeah, it definitely looked like she was freaking like pushed into that water. It, dude, like, it totally did. I'm like, first off, like, do you hire? Like, did she hire someone to like finish her off that way? Uh, another, like, why would she like choose to finish herself off that way? Um. Like it, it's just like not everything's lining up there. Yeah, and I don't I, know if I that's agree. like if 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 we talk, we're talking to Christopher Nolan, if he's like, yeah, that's kind of the story. No one knows how he. That's how the she point. Did it. Like yeah. everyone seems to think, like, yeah, she took a shit ton of pills and drowned herself, and I'm like, your body physically won't let you do that. Yeah. So, like you. <laughs> Nolan, you've got some explaining to do, or I just need to do more research. Um, one yeah, or the other. I'm like, gosh, there's too mu- there is too much research to, <laughs> to do for this damn movie, <laughs> dude. Seriously though, straight up. Um, but yeah, the scene, like some scenes, like I, I do say, um, I won't say felt a hundred percent necessary, but did kind of enhance the scenes a bit, like when he's in, like talking to the, uh, the, the committee about the affair and his wife is like looking on at him and seeing basically like almost like seeing the affair happen in front of her like i i can see that like i understood why that scene was there because i'm yeah. like yeah that just kind of like that was hits so uncomfortable you. to watch Dude, but it, i mean that's it was that was very the point. Un- yeah yeah it, it got the the freaking message across like the yeah loud whatever, and clear yeah, well, like what you were supposed to be feeling, like 
that's it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, nailed it. Um, so, yeah, that I, no issues in regards to that. Mm. Um, but, yeah, the other, the other stuff felt a little, unne- at least the early stuff especially felt a little unnecessary. Because it's yeah. just like, okay, so it's just someone that he's hung up on, like, jerking his chain. Like, okay, so you, he, he was a freaking fish on a hook. Like, <laughs> so what? So are a yeah, lot of that's us. that's a perfect way to explain it. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that wasn't like a big detractor from this movie, but still, no, it was I, just I like, agree. eh, could have done without. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess it was important to the testimony that he was making, I guess. Yeah. Um, I did like that stuff, like, the visualization of, like, what was happening in people's imagination or happening in their head. Like, like how I said, with the wife looking on during that part of the testimony and seeing the affair happen. Or when he's uh, making that speech and, like, visualizing, like, what's he imagines happening to the people that they dropped the bomb on. Um, yeah. Like, that was horrific. Dude, yeah, dude. That Yeah, when he enters that, I mean, was it a freaking, like, school auditorium or something? I think it he... was. Okay. It's just some yeah, dude, sort when... of auditorium. Dude, this movie, like, no, knew how to make sound so captivating because yeah like you you like hear you hear like clapping but it's like so low and just like just the silence that you're hearing as he's walking up to the podium and like you hear him perfectly fine when he's speaking to this audience saying like how the world will remember this day uh you know i'm sure um hiroshima was not happy with what they did we stuck it to him you know all that kind of stuff and you barely hear the audience in the background. You barely hear the clapping. And it's just, it's done so freaking well. It's so captivating. And just, oh my God, I love this movie's sense of sound so, so well. Like, especially when it came to the explosions. Like, when they're first testing the bomb and all the explosions are going off, you literally don't hear one blast until the final one. It's just complete silence. And it, so freaking incredible. I loved it so much. Yeah. Um I have to I have to know though, did the freaking like did any of like the freaking explosions scare the shit out of you? Like did you like freaking like jump out of your seat a little bit? There was a couple that did. Okay, like I like I would have hated to cuz um one of my employees like slash friends Michael um um, him and his girlfriend uh, Becky saw it in um, IMAX. Jeez, oh, <laughs> yeah. From, from what I'm told, it's even worse. Um, uh, just yeah, freaking um, yeah. I, I can't fathom freaking like jolting out of my seat hearing that shit in IMAX because like I freaking jumped just hearing it, just seeing it on a regular like freaking Cinemark uh, screen. Um, Dude, what one of the explosions that got me was when they were testing out the uh, the the f- fission activator, the the freaking square things that were supposed to blow up the the main bomb. Oh um, yeah, 
what got me is when they were testing that little situation and then they blew it and it just like went and then it was like nothing for a second. I'm like, oh, so we're just not going to hear any. And then it, then the shockwave and boom. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, straight up. Yeah. As it's like, okay, cool. So we're not going to hear like any. Expo- oh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, uh, dude. I would have hated to have popcorn with this movie. That shit would have wound up all over me. Luckily, I wasn't holding mine. So okay, good, good, yeah. good. Um, but I mean, story overall, I I feel it was like I said, really well told. I don't know if I'm cr- quite cracking the '80s here yet, or not not what? '80s, not not '80s, not '80s. Oh, I meant '90s. I, was, I meant '90s. I was like, <laughs> damn, bro, why you're in the '70s? Holy shit! <laughs> the hell did this movie no, I, do I, to I offend have, you? I know I have not quite cracked ninety. I don't feel okay. that in my heart I can justify nineties. I am okay. sitting at an eighty-seven though. I think I can agree with you. I can't crack ninety either, but I think I'm just a point, a couple points ahead of you at an eighty-nine. An eighty-nine. Okay, I I can give you that for, for sure. Okay. Um, or I understand that. Yeah, no, I but, get you. Yeah, it it was it was really well told. It's just that I feel there were some, like we said, some story aspects that just meh. Yeah, didn't quite need to be there. All right. Um. Next up, we got writing. Just as solid, honestly, in my opinion. Um, yeah, a little over sciency at times. I, I agree. Yeah, I, um, I would agree. Like a lot of the terms that were coming out of Oppenheimer's mouth and his colleagues, I'm just like, what the hell are you talking about? I wish I understood these terms. Yeah, and I think the um, the political stuff with Strauss or Strauss was getting a little that got a little crazy too. But I think I understood that up bit more all right so, but i think that's, overall that's... like this despite like how obviously you're writing a movie about a scientist and yeah. a team of scientists developing a very science-based weapon like yeah you're going to have dialogue in here that not everyone understands yeah yeah so i i sense i'm not going to ch- attempt to dock dock that whatsoever I'm not going to yeah, dock because no, I'm freaking stupid. <laughs> um, but yeah, I there was some like crazy dialogue though, dude. Emily Blunt, when she was in the freaking hearing or like talking to the committee, mm. and just ripping. That dude, a new asshole. Dude, right? <laughs> oh my god, I loved it. I I got so hyped. I was just like, yes! <laughs> like, freaking. <laughs> so, so good. Like, she, she was like basically saying all this stuff I wish I had the ability to. Like, at, like yeah. and quick, too. Because I was just like. Because there's definitely been times when I've been talking to someone and be like, well, that doesn't sound right. But I've never called him out on it. Not like she yeah. did. And I was just like, you're a freaking boss, lady. <laughs> oh, I loved it. Yeah, but I mean, um, 
there were definitely times where she her character like got a little on the annoying side but i think that just goes to show how well emily blunt was playing her that yeah that's true that that is very true yeah so i i was uh freaking loving it loved like everything that she was given um yeah and then killian murphy like he he um portrayed the charm that oppenheimer supposedly had really well dude like even like looking at images of of um robert oppenheimer they look very similar honestly like it's kind of scary yeah they got crazy in the eyes <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know what fair enough um but I don't know. That that just I mean definitely get to more into this with acting, but it just proves like how perfectly cast Killian Murphy was as um as Oppenheimer. Yeah, dude, this cast was. We'll get into it with acting. I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> um, um, like I, yeah, I'm trying to think of like any other like high points with with the writing like the the writing i'd I'd say pretty on par but i think i am gonna put a little bit lower than the story that dude i i can absolutely agree with you where are you sitting at i'm honestly i'm probably at like the same that you are with writing like an 87 yeah i'm i'm sitting around like an 85 so just going down a couple points absolutely fair yeah. Um Alright, next up the freaking acting. Holy Ugh. shit. Dude, so, like oh my god. Like I, I just wanna get this um it I just wanna get this off top uh wow, get this out right now. If Killian Murphy is not only not nominated for Best Actor at the Academy Awards next year, but if he doesn't win, I'm gonna be not not only genuinely shocked, but I'm gonna be kind of mad because this freaking man deserves to freaking win an Oscar for this performance. Because oh my god, was was he incredible? Like he had me freaking captivated every single time that he was on screen. Oh yeah, dude. And and honestly, I gotta say the same for Robert Downey Jr. If he doesn't get like a same. supporting actor, like I at least a nomination, like I. A win might be a bit much, but if he doesn't at least get a nomination, yeah, I'll I'll be freaking pissed. Everyone's saying that like he'll definitely get a nomination, but like his um his rival or contender is definitely going to be freaking Ryan Gosling's Ken from Barbie. <laughs> that okay, I don't know if that's deserved at all. <laughs> don't get me I wrong, freaking loved Ryan Gosling and in Barbie, but. To beat out freaking Robert Downey Jr. for a nomination, that's bullshit. <laughs> I mean, but dude, I, I think Ryan Gosling deserves it. Honestly. Like, don't get me wrong. I love Robert Downey Jr. in this movie. But, like, if I had to pick between the two that I think deserve a, an, a, an award for just being able to um, captivate me as a supporting actor, I'm sorry. I got to give it to Ryan Gosling. Ugh. That's a I love RDJ. I know. Like, that, like, that, I love RDJ. But Ryan Gosling just was incredible as Ken. 
That's a that's a bit of a stretch for me. <laughs> we'll find out come Oscar season next year. Yeah. The, the, I feel like we've been pretty decent at keeping up with what the Oscars are. So I think we need to dedicate this year. We have to watch all the nos- Oscar nominations that we possibly Agreed. can. Yeah. I think okay, can we get an excuse though for a little or can we get a little bit of an excuse when it comes to like foreign films? Yes. Okay. Like, like when I, it comes to okay. like not a, So I'm talking like main categories. Okay. So, I, so like, like foreign like, film and like foreign animated film like those are excusable. Yeah, yeah those are okay. excusable. Okay. And cool. so anything that's like the main ones that we talk about like best picture, actor, actress, supporting um yeah and animated okay got it so those are definitely the ones that we need to see they're mandatory got it yep um yeah so the yeah this cast is freaking ridiculously stacked dude dude seriously so we have first up killian murphy who plays uh j robert oppenheimer Emily Blunt, who vo- or plays Kitty Oppenheimer, uh, Robert Downey Jr., who plays Louis Strauss, and this is just in credits order, so don't get all pissy if I, <laughs> I love how do you it in a, in a weird order. Um, Alden Enrich, who plays a Senate Enrich, who plays a Senate aide, Jason Clark, who plays Roger Robb. Uh, Kenneth Branagh, who plays Niels Bohr. Uh, Florence Pugh, who plays Gene Tatlock. Matt Damon, who plays Leslie Groves. Dane DeHaan, who plays Kenneth Nichols. Uh, let's see, there's Josh Peck, who plays Kenneth Bainbridge. Jack Quaid, who plays Richard Feynman. Uh, just going through picking like the big names. <laughs> yeah, well, I get you, man. Let's see. Uh, Casey Affleck was in this. Who played Boris Pash. Uh, and I think. Oh, Gary Oldman uh, played Harry Truman, and then Hap Lawrence oh. played Lyndon Johnson. Okay, that was a lot of makeup that was on Gary Oldman because I had no idea that was him. Yeah, I I heard that he was in it. I heard that he was in this. I just, I couldn't pick him out until, like, it got, like, a close-up on his face. I'm like, that looks like Gary freaking Oldman. (laughs) I never picked up on that. Okay. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it took me a second, but, like, I think there was just, like, one line that he said that sounded like Gary Oldman. Okay. And I was like, what <laughs> there so when i was watching it um i was freaking noticing uh that there were two of the actors in this are actually from like the new halloween trilogy um so jefferson hall who played hawken chevalier um i don't know if you remember that i'm trying to remember like how to explain who he was uh he, i mean he was one of oppenheimer's colleagues um but he played um the uh male podcaster in Halloween twenty eighteen. And then um frickin' uh what's his name? The guy that played uh Cameron in Halloween and uh, Halloween twenty eighteen and Halloween Kills. 
Dylan Arnold. Um, he played um, Oppenheimer's uh, brother, Frank. Oh, okay. Yeah. So two freaking actors from the new Halloween trilogy were in this. It was really freaking cool. That is way cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Who? Who's? Or where's your? Uh, what's your top three look like with this? Um. I mean, number one, definitely Killian Murphy. Like, yeah, that's a not big even old, a question. That's a big yeah, old duh. Not even a question. <laughs> like this guy, freaking like like I said before, captivated in every single freaking scene that he was in. Just freaking was amazing. Um, but like, if I had to, like two and three, um, that is a great question. Uh, let's see. Um. Number two, I would definitely give a Robert Downey Jr. who played Louis Strauss. Is it Strauss or Strauss? It's Strauss. I think it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. Like, um, I, I've I, I heard it both ways in the movie. F- yeah, f- yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, he was absolutely freaking amazing. Um, I mean, it's Robert Downey Jr. Of course he was. Uh, absolutely freaking loved him. Um, and number three, um, even though he wasn't in it a lot, but like. I always have a great time with his performance and and he, this movie he was just as good as he always is. Uh Matt Damon uh who played Leslie Gross. He he was fantastic. Um if I had to do four, if I had to, if Emily Blunt would be my number 4. It's really close between her and Matt Damon, but I'm sorry, I got to give it to Matt Damon. Damn, dude. So. That is my exact top 4. <laughs> really? <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, that's Gosh, awesome! I, I I knew that you. I I figured you were gonna throw in like an, a bonus one. I didn't expect your, yeah, exactly top four, like exactly what you you said. Like, dude, that's awesome. That, we're we're in sync. Yep. <laughs> At least with Damn this right category. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, I mean, the performances here were outstanding, dude. Right? Oh, so so good. Yeah, I I've definitely cracked nineties with uh with acting though. Oh yeah, dude. Same here, easy. Yeah. How high um, are you how high are you going? Oh man. Um I don't know. I'm gonna go with ninety five. I might be a couple points below you sitting at a ninety three. Okay. Um but it Dude, what's is... up with we two what is up with us being either two points ahead or two points behind each other? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, this is funny. Oh, shit. I mean, we're still close. It's just... Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I just think le- it's funny. Yeah. That, that it's two points th- for the, um, so far on each category. Yeah. All right. Next up, we got character development, which obviously we're going to do this on Oppenheimer. Um... um amazing in my opinion yeah. i mean you basically get his entire adult life dude yeah seriously and so and, i think it's a, like in this instance where other movies you only get like a short little span of time this kind of goes covers like all of his like development as a human being and yeah. i got to say i i freaking loved his his story like going from someone who just cu- didn't quite know where he fit in to basically like acting out in 
freaking trying to poison his teacher. Dude, I love that yeah, the that only reason he went to go claim that apple was because he knew that his teacher would have fed it to a horse. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. I, that was one thing I wanted to point out with, with your, uh, with the synopsis, because it, he didn't go and pick up the apple out of the goodness of his heart. No, I did not, he, no. He went because he didn't want a freaking horse to die. <laughs> Oh, I freaking loved that. Yeah. I I will say, I do feel like they completely ignored <laughs> that scene. Like, the, yeah. like what? Because, like, for those of you who haven't seen it, um, he injects this, this apple with uh, potassium cyanide and leaves it on his teacher's desk. And his teacher, like... He like has the son like remembering that his teacher likes to go feed his apples to his horse, so he freaking hauls ass back to his uh, his t- his teacher's classroom, br- like busts in, and then his teacher's t- discussing with this other person that he was uh, that was there to have a lecture, um, and him and the person that was uh, the the lecturer. We're we're talking, and he picks up the apple, and you can see freaking Oppenheimer's like sweating, <laughs> and just like keeps eyeballing oh. the damn apple. Kind of gets closer and closer to him, and I'm like, dude, like, what are you gonna do? And so he goes. So the dude who has the apple goes to take a bite, and Oppenheimer just grabs it, throws it in the trash, with like such like finesse. Just grabs it, tosses it in the trash, and the dude doesn't even like second guess it. He just kind of like looks like that was weird, and then continues on like nothing happened. I'm just like, bro. I thought I, I thought I caught him say like Oppenheimer said like wormhole or something like that. Oh, did he say something? I th- I think he did. I I didn't catch that then. Maybe I, I I could be losing it. I but. I'll have to see. Yeah, I gotta see this a second time to catch if he did or didn't say anything about it. Yeah, because I I would have sworn that he just grabbed it and tossed it, and then they just kept talking. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, because like it was so quick, and I was like, "That's yeah, weird." Right. <laughs> yeah, right. Seriously, like the only person that reacted to it was the teacher. He just like. Looked in the trash like, what the hell was that? <laughs> oh, shit. So, I thought that was really funny. Um, but then, like, as the movie goes on and progresses, you see Oppenheimer struggling with the ramific, Like, what's going to happen with his invention? Or this thing that he's helping to develop? Like... And, like, it, it's interesting because it's, like, there's so many good points being brought up by everyone. It's the people that are developing it that are just like, yeah, we shouldn't use this in war. And they're, and he's like, yeah, we don't get a, a say. Yeah. Like, guys, like, hate to tell you, like, we're shit out we, of luck. Yeah, we were brought in to do this job. That, that's all we're here for. Yeah, we have developed, like, we have developed the tool and we don't have a single say in how we use it. Like, oh, too bad, so sad. <laughs> yeah, dude, straight up. Yeah, that's literally how it is. 
Yeah, but they're like having protests and these meetings. Like they're like it's not already like freaking under government control. I'm just like, but it it's funny because it's like he's pointing all this shit out, and like it it's it's wild. It, it is freaking wild. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I I love how um how he stands by his convictions with certain things and he's like very well educated not only in the area of science that he's um passionate about but also like social issues that are important to him yeah or just like important with the people around him and how like he went to this party where everyone there's like associating with the communist party and he's just like, yeah, I freaking read all the the paperwork. Like, it's not for me. And But he's like, but that's not going to make me be your friend any less. So I guess I'll associate with you. But yeah. then, like, he was getting hounded by it, dude. Like, th- it seemed like throughout the entire movie, he was getting hounded about it. Oh, like, yeah. about who yeah, he absolutely. was associating with, which, I mean, I understand to a point, but. Especially when it comes to like security clearance stuff, yeah. like they they are real picky about that, like really freaking picky. Hmm. Um, I know when I was getting mine, like I obviously like I was only like seventeen or eighteen when they were getting my clearance, so I hadn't lived enough life to be a problem and they still freaking like took forever to get my security clearance passed damn like it, it it was wild um but yeah i i think that that shit's expired by now but um yeah i i like that he stood by his convictions i love i like that he we get to see him struggling with like dealing with everything that happened like it's not something that he's just like oh cool like we developed this thing like he witnessed firsthand what the capabilities of this bomb are and then he had to like sit and imagine that they he's that they're dropping this on people and then on top of that oh sorry no, I was just going to say, and then on top of that, he has to look at the images that have come from that creation. I think there's, I think it's when he, um, after he speaks to that uh, group at the, at like the school auditorium, and he's, as he's leaving, you all of a sudden just see him like basically his foot goes into a corpse that has literally just turned to ash and bone. And it's just so insane, like how much that he is haunted. Um, from what his creation did. Mm-hmm. And it just like it kept coming up at random times too. Like when he was in that hearing, like having that, that flash of light yeah. uh, happen in the room, like that was, that got freaking intense. It did. Like, and that just, oh, so good. Um, so it's just like dealing with the, the morality of of all that was really interesting to watch so personally like this is another one i don't think it cracked it quite cracked 90 for me 
Okay. Um, I will say it is above average, and I'm putting this on the same level as my writing, sitting at like an 85. Completely fair, man. Completely fair. Um, I don't know. I, th- I think I did just like a maybe like a little more than you. Um, but I definitely agree that it definitely doesn't crack 90s. Um, so. Yeah, man, I'm going to agree with you with your writing source. I guess we're just going to keep this tr- train going with the two-point difference. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking love it. Oh, man. All right, uh, moving on over to effects. This is where I feel like I'm going to have some hot takes. <laughs> All right, let's hear them. The... Okay, when they fi- so. When they finally activated the bomb and that whole thing blew up, I was not impressed. Really? Yeah. Oh, I freaking love that shit. That was so freaking cool. Dude, I so with like the whole sign like the whole sound design. The, just, okay, listen, yeah. the sound design on that, fantastic. Like fantastic sound design. The 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 explosion itself, nah. Didn't do it for me. Really? Okay, interesting. Like interesting. And I will say that I think it's because I know how the atom bomb, uh, what the explosion is supposed to look like. It does not. It's not that. (laughs) Okay. Um. Yeah. It. Like, I think we have, like, this cinematic idea of what it's supposed to look like. And I think that's what Nolan was capturing. But I don't think they they nailed the, the look. It was just, it was too much fire. Where it's supposed to be dark cloud and then, like, the freaking mushroom cloud of, of light. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I guess you got a point there. Yeah. Well, I'll be damned. Yeah, so th- that was just one of the things where, where Nolan's, like I said, was just a pillar of fire. It did kind of have that mushroom ca- cloud look, but yeah. it didn't. <laughs> Not how it was supposed to. Yeah. yeah, you know, f- yeah. God damn it, you got a point there. Yeah, like it, it, and again, like I know that this was a super challenging job. This is an instance where I feel they needed to use some CGI. Damn! All right. I I I don't think that they fully. What I was expecting was more of that little clip that we got, um, where it was like that ball of just like fire like touching the ground and then blowing up all of that dirt like it was like at the beginning um for like a moment hmm. like you kind of remember like it, it's been in all I like do. the promotional yeah. stuff it was just like one of the things that he's like always imagining yeah i was very unimpressed with the the final explosion all right. i was just like that's lame <laughs> But sound sound design sound design was freaking sick though. Okay. Like that that was pure perfection. It's just the the explosion itself was a little lackluster. Okay. 
So I, I gotta dock for that. <laughs> and then the other thing I'm docking for is the weird uh black and white scenes. And it's not that the the it being in black and white wasn't the issue. It's just that it wasn't consistent. So I'd like to know why they they took the why he took the black and white black and white route. I mean, knowing Christopher Nolan and how much he loves to like showcase new ideas and ways of his um his storytelling and like the way of IMAX screens and like how wide and like the aspect ratio that you can go there, I feel it had something to do with that. He's like, okay, I haven't really done anything with black and white when it comes to IMAX. Let's see what I can do. That that that's just my opinion. If that's what he was going for, like fantastic. Like you ran the experiment, didn't really work out all that well. <laughs> Damn, freaking shots fired at Nolan. But not shots fired. Like you just keep keep it consistent. Touche. Like if there if there's going to be a reason for you to go between black and white and color keep it consistent don't go yeah. like messing with your formula that you set up yeah no that, that's a very good point yeah so uh, other than that the cinematography was great um no real issues there there weren't any like real special effects other than like some of the things that oppenheimer was like imagining yeah um which all of that looked really, really cool. Um, so no issues, no real issues there. Um, so this is where are you at? Because I, I, I mentioned like from someone who like didn't know any better. Like, what did you think of like the explosion and all that? I don't know. I actually really liked how they portrayed it. Like the lead up to it, just everyone getting ready. Um, like yeah, like like I didn't really know the whole like like what you were talking about with like mushroom cloud and everything. Like I, it's clearly clear that I didn't do my research or not didn't do my research, but I definitely don't know as much about this kind of stuff. Um, so the the whole um the execution of the the testing I feel was very effective for me, and I feel it looked really really cool and looked really really good. Um. So like, a f- I don't know, man. You're, I don't know. I really didn't have like the like. I actually liked uh, the like. I know you liked the black and white use, but like for you, it felt a little off sometimes. For me, it really didn't. Um, I don't know, man. Did you're gonna not be a fan of me? But I'm I'm like breaking nineties at a solid ninety. Yeah, this is where. We're differing quite a bit. <laughs> oh shit! Um, okay, let's see how I can go. I'm sitting at like an 83. Holy shit! I, Damn. It's just it's just one of those things. I think that it it bothered me the the black and white thing bothered me enough, and the explosion just didn't do it for me. Not how I okay. how I yeah. think it was supposed to. So yeah, maybe I might be being. Man. I might be the asshole here, but oh shit, that's funny. Yeah. So all right, 
All right, moving on over to music, and this is going to just include all audio. Okay. Which, so good. Dude, oh, beautiful. Like, who did the score of this movie? Um, Ludwig something. I, I can't pronounce his last name for the life of me. Okay. Um, yeah, that is a very hard name to pronounce. Um, but Mr. Ludwig, god damn, did you kill it with this soundtrack? Like, holy shit. Dude, I swear, like, he... Like, if you look at some other stuff that he's done the scores for, like, he did it for freaking Creed, Creed 2, Venom, uh, Turning Red, Oppenheim. Like, he's doing some crazy good work. Hell yeah. Yeah, the guy freaking killed it. Um... Yeah, like like you pointed out with like bringing definitely sound into this. Yeah, the sound design team did incredible with this movie. Like how like literally every every like um time the Oppenheimers like you, you would see the vision of a, just an explosion. Like it would start off just completely silent, and you're just like, okay, where where the hell is the boom? And the boom would just catch you off guard. It would scare the shit out of you, literally. Um, and I freaking loved it. Yeah, dude, same here. The score was amazing. <laughs> like, Agreed. apparently, so, something that um, I heard, I don't know how much truth there is to this, but Christopher Nolan likes to um, f- focus on one single instrument. Or oh. have, so, with this, he was trying to focus on, like, the horns. So trumpets oh, and and cool. all that. So that's where the the sound was mostly coming from with with the uh, the score. And I think it was incredibly haunting. Agreed. And just again, the tension building there was a f- uh, fantastic. The use of silence was amazing. Like I I can see myself listening to this soundtrack. Um, oh yeah, dude! In my free time. Agreed. So, I mean, I'm like, gosh, I think I might be at like a nine. That's what I'm at. Yeah? Yeah, dude. Easy. Oh, man. Good. (laughs) 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 All right, next up we got costumes. And this is kind of a period piece. So, I mean, the costumes were like dated for the mid and late forties. Um and I mean everyone did looked really good. I think Robert Downey Jr. had the most significant um outfit. Like obviously he had like makeup and stuff to kind of make him look a little bit more balding and and whatnot. So I th- I thought that was really well done. And I know Gary Old. I I know you're looking at me weird. I know Gary Oldman had a freaking shit ton of like makeup that made him damn near unrecognizable. But oh no, see, no, uh, I was gonna like no, I was just gonna say like I'm sorry, I am gonna disagree with you on the whole Robert Downey Jr. thing. I think Killian Murphy was like the most distinguishable with like the freaking hats that he wore, just the out the the type of suits that he was given throughout the movie. I, I don't know. I felt he was the more the most distinguishable. I mean, fair. Well, I, I, maybe distinguishable was, like, maybe the wrong term. Just, like, the most significant change. 
in his look. Okay, fair at least in, like okay. with in terms of like the like makeup department stuff. Okay, all right. I, I okay. I see. What um, now. but yeah, one of the big things, and I don't know, like that I look for in movies that make it uh, an outfit stand out is a solid silhouette, and that's what they did with freaking Oppenheimer. They gave him yeah. a. I mean, I know this is just based off of the real guy, but they ha- gave him a really solid silhouette that I'm able to pick his silhouette out from a bunch of different images that I've seen of like artwork based off of Oppenheimer. Yeah. So this is really freaking good. I think normal period piece, I'd be sitting around a seven um obviously like depending on the period the time period um usually when i'm in like the 40s era like 40s 50s 60s like i'm usually sitting in the seven i think with oppenheimer and everyone else's like amazing makeup i'm sitting around an eight yeah I, i can definitely give you that were you thinking higher or honestly no like, I, th- I think eight's perfect. Okay. All right, last up, we got personal score. You want to take this one first? I would love to. Um, so, yeah, this movie was absolutely incredible. Um, I loved it from start to finish. Killian Murphy was absolutely incredible as Oppenheimer. And every single person in this movie brought their A-game when it came to their acting. Um Outside of the dark, honestly, outside of the Dark Knight, this is my favorite Christopher Nolan movie now, um, because I mean I haven't seen Inception, um, but uh, Tenet did not do it for me. I honestly found that movie boring, um, but no, th- this movie had my attention from like I said, start to finish, um, and the fact that this is his first biopic amazes me, and I really hope that he does more after this um, because the guy definitely has it in him. Um, yeah, just just super super good. Um so honestly, I I think I'm going to go I think I'm going to go a solid 90. Oh man, you're going to make me feel like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> swear to god if you're like an 82 i'm not that low i okay. i am right. a decent amount higher uh kind of um I, I i i'm like you i did th- really enjoy this movie um i honestly i think i i am probably going to rewatch this um whenever it comes out on digital or streaming just so I could watch it with subtitles. Cause I do feel like there was a lot of um, dialogue that I was missing because I was trying to understand what they were saying. Same. Um, especially with the people that had like re- really heavy accents. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that didn't really affect my enjoyment whatsoever, but I don't know if I see this one being like, one that I rewatch long term. Okay. Um but I like I did enjoy it. I I love learning new things through history. I know that there's like dramatis, drama drama 
it's more dramatic <laughs> than how it probably actually happened in real life. Um, and like, I'm totally fine with that. Like make it a little bit more, uh, make it more dramatic. Like, I don't care. It's, it gives me something to like fun to compare to like real history. Like, yeah. all right, let's see like how accurate, like he decided to go here or, or there or whatever. So I, I'm personally sitting, um, like at an eighty-six. Okay, no, dude, understandable. Yeah, um, yeah. So with that, uh, that concludes uh, this week's. Oh, I kind of forgot to change the these categories, didn't I? <laughs> Oopsie. I'm dumb. Yeah. Not, anyway, so. yeah. So going through these scores real quick. Um, starting off with story, uh, we ended up averaging out to an eighty-eight. Uh, the writing took a little bit of a, a dive, not much, just down by a couple points, uh, sitting at an eighty-six. Um, acting was a definite highlight of this movie. Um, sitting up at a 94. Our character development um, was fairly average. Dropped down to what we were sitting at with writing. Sitting at an 86. Um, the effects had a little bit of a bump. Uh, sitting at an 86.5. Um, the music was the highest of high points for for us uh sitting at a solid nine out of ten uh the character or the the uh what was i saying the the costumes uh we were sitting at an eight out of ten and then our personal score averaged out to an 88 so the final all bros letter grade for oppenheimer has come out to an B plus. I was so afraid it was gonna get a B, but yeah, I, I, I feel like I, I know people are gonna disagree with us on this. Oh, dude, I'm sure people are gonna be furious that it's not in the A category. I know, like, but despite it not being in the A category, I still think that this is an Oscar-winning movie. Oh yeah, hands. Oh, dude, hands down. Yeah, it's just unfortunately not an Oscar-winning movie that's in the A category. <laughs> I mean, like I, if like I would have loved for it to get an A minus, but like I can understand why it got a B plus. Completely yeah. understandable. I mean, it's like is it on the high end or low end? Of B+? It's actually on the lower end. Really? So our cutoff wow. for a so our cutoff for a B plus is eighty six percent. Okay. This ended up getting an eighty seven point nine. So it, I mean, it's okay, closer. Yeah. It's closer to eighty eight, but it it's yeah. like smack dab in the middle between a B plus and an A minus. That is so interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Right. Um. So comparing this to other B plus movies. Uh, let me set that real quick. If I can freaking find it. Okay. 
So Oppenheimer is a B plus sitting at an 87.93%. This puts it below air, which is at an 88. Okay. Uh, it is below the prom, which is at an 88.12. Yeah, people are not going to be happy about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is below the invisible man. Which is at an 88.23. Alright. Um, it's below Glass Onion. Which is at an 88.25. Okay. Uh, it's below How to Train Your Dragon 2. Which is at an 88.37. Wow. And then it is below Bros. Which is at an 88.56. <sighs> Oh, that's going to piss a lot of people off. That is going to piss a bunch of people off. (laughs) And I cannot (laughs) wait to see it. I know. I can't wait for those freaking comments, Uh, dude. I love both those movies. I love Oppenheimer and I love Bros. But God, that's going to be great. Yeah. Um, Going the opposite direction, Oppenheimer is sitting above Raya and the Last Dragon, which is at an 87.81. Definitely agree with that. It's above Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves, which is at an 87.68. Okay. Here's an interesting one for you. It's above Parasite, which is at an 87.59. Wow. So that I find that interesting because Parasite was best picture, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yep, yeah. Yeah, so that picture. also ended up in our B+ category or range yeah so okay, interesting eh, we might be on to something yeah there we go <laughs> all right um it's above how to train your dragon the first one okay. sitting at an 87.5 and then finally it is above freaky which is at an 87.37 percent okay so yeah all of those I, I don't hate its placement honestly i don't either yeah like i i Honestly, like I, I was even thinking, like I do, I probably enjoyed Air a little bit better than Oppenheimer. I was, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, definitely. But it's all like the only one that I might disagree with, and it's it's dumb to disagree because it's a point four percent difference is. Oppenheimer and Parasite. I probably like Parasite a little bit more. See, I'm the opposite. I like Oppenheimer more than Parasite. Honestly, that that works out. That yeah, but yeah, freaking love when this happens, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, so yeah, shit, that's awesome. So oh yeah, yeah. So that's uh, where it ended up ranking. So. With that, that concludes uh, this week's breakdown. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, if you like this episode, want to check out more of our stuff, be sure to follow and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, we are basically everywhere. Uh, uh, be sure to follow us on social media. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, TikTok. We're on Letterboxd now, where we're yeah. I mean, we've been on it for a couple of weeks, but we're finally posting stuff, which is fantastic. Sorry, um, <laughs> it happens. Um, so yeah, 
So you can follow us on there. Uh, if you want to hit us up, we if you want to give us an episode idea, want to join us for an episode, or just want to reach out in any way, shape, or form, uh, feel free, theallbroschannel at gmail.com. Uh, you can also check out our website where you can find everything that we do, tinyurl.com forward slash theallbros. Uh, with that, next week, you guys can look forward to us breaking down Blue Beetle. Probably the last DCEU movie. Or no, uh, that's no, that's not true. We got no, freaking that... Aquaman. Yes, yeah, so this, this is where it kind of gets confusing, because James Gunn has said this is the first movie in his new DC realm, but yet, yeah, we still got Aquaman 2, which from what I've been told is the final movie in the DCEU. It wasn't the flash. Um, okay. So blue beetles, the first DCU. Yeah. And Aquaman Aquaman's still DC, DC DC weird. <laughs> I know. Right. Yeah. It, it's confusing, but whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you guys can look forward to that next week. Um, and thank you to everyone that participated in our, uh, our live stream. We, we, we're not super consistent about like the date that we do it because we either record Tuesdays or Wednesdays. So it's usually one of those nights. So thank you to the Nelson family for joining us. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. We really appreciate it. We absolutely do. We, we love the freaking roasting that we get <laughs> on these episodes. It keeps us humble. Uh, it it does. It really does. Yeah. Uh, so with that, uh, we will be catching you guys next week. Um, so deuces. Later. Not doing a voice? I straight up just totally forgot. Sorry. Lame. Well, I'm so the way that you just jumped to deuces, it caught me off guard. So I'm like, wait, is he even gonna like sign us off? I did sign us off. Well, no, but it, it you went out of order. It seems. <laughs> or am I just losing my mind? You're just losing your mind. Oh well, okay. <laughs> <laughs>